Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. If you want to change your mindset, the best way is to start with gratitude. Today's guest is genuinely one of the sweetest, most positive people I know. Candace Dunaway is the host of the All Things Relatable podcast. When you follow Candace on social media, you will find her daily gratitude posts and her positive outlook on pretty much everything. Candace believes that not only is gratitude the key to living a long and joyful life, but when you're grateful, the universe will give you even more to be grateful for. I know that this episode will change your perspective on pretty much everything, even the difficult events in your life, and that by finding the gratitude and silver linings in this human experience, you will be sure to manifest more abundance than you can imagine. Let's get started. So, Candice, welcome to the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. Um, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dive into to everything that you have for me. So, yeah, I couldn't be happier to be here and spending my my night with you. Great. So, um, just a little background for um, the listeners on how we know each other. Uh, in 2021, I decided to join a mastermind uh, with Christina Liqueur, which is now called the Decide It's Your Turn Mastermind. And I had the privilege of meeting some epic women in that group. And you were one of them. And over the last year and a half, I have been inspired pretty much daily by your positivity and how you inspire others to live a life of gratitude. So Candice, I would love for you to introduce yourself and then we're going to dive right in because I know that this conversation is really going to light some people up and inspire them to really look at how they're living their life. Okay. Thank you. And I love you and everything right back at you. Everything you said to me is like right back at you. Um, so happy that we connected and we, after we connected, like we're so similar in so many ways. So yeah, we just vibe. So yeah, I'm Candice Dunaway. I have a podcast called all things relatable. Um, I think I didn't really know it was my superpower until working with Christina who Lyanne and I connected through, but I worked with her one-on-one coaching too. So I just, the way that I lived, I just thought it was like, that's the norm, right? That's just what I was used to, like within my gratitude mindset and the way that I see the world until she said to me, like, that's a superpower. Like not everybody sees the world that way. Not everybody has that. And yeah, you inspire others to look at the world a different way and and look for the gratitude and live your their lives now and live a really joyful life along the journey. And so it's like, yeah, okay. I, I guess that is my superpower. So I'm all about gratitude. Gratitude will change your life. It is so simple and yet so profound. And sometimes I think people are 
waiting for this like big, huge moment or thing to make a shift when it's like, I just want to be like, it's really gratitude. It's really the little <laughs> thing. So yeah, I'm all about gratitude. I'm all about living my best life now, enjoying the journey, loving the journey. Like I said, I have a podcast, all things relatable. So in the podcast, I share my own stories and the stories of others to enlighten, ignite, and inspire people because I just think stories are so powerful and they are loaded with so much potential to change lives. So that's what I do. Um, and I just love doing it. And yeah, it's a little bit about me. Yeah, I, I know. And we're going to talk a little bit about the podcast uh, a little bit later. But when you started working with Christina, was there something specific that you were looking for or to get out of that? Because I know the mastermind for me was personally really about finding a tribe of like-minded women, um, which I totally did. Totally. Right. We we're very much like you said on the same vibe, but you then continued to work with Christina um, after that. So is there something that you were working on if, if you want to share specifically with, with Christina, because I know she's a confidence coach, mindset coach. So what was there anything? Okay. Can I tell you like a tiny story of how I found her? Yes. Cause that it's kind of like through that story. So, okay. um, it was kind of like the perfect timing, like when COVID had hit and I was teaching and then I got to teach from home and there's this woman, Carrie Dahl, who was uh, a news anchor for, I think, 20 years for in Edmonton. And she somehow the world, like I found her podcast and in her podcast, the very first episode I happened to listen to was Mike House from the Stollery Hospital. Mm -hmm. And he had the same surgery when he was a baby that my son had, which is a craniotomy. Mm -hmm. Goodness. And immediately I just connected with the story and we got like the absolute best care at the stallery. And it just is such a, a near and dear place in my heart. And then I heard his story and I think it was at the end of her podcast where she said, I'm starting this inner circle Facebook group. And, and it was tomorrow. Then I looked up online and it was starting the next day. And I think it was like $27 a month. And I never paid to be in a group before, but I just knew I'm like, I, I need to be in that group. Like mm -hmm. I want to share my perspective. I want to be around these women. She was bringing in different speakers on different topics. And I'm like, I always wanted to be in those rooms, but mm -hmm. I never found myself. Like, I didn't know the entry point even around my own community. It's like, why aren't I in these rooms around these amazing people? Because that's the way that I think. Right. So I found her group. And it just so happened that I had to teach from home and her group was in the middle of the day, like on a Wednesday at like 12 o'clock. So I was able to move my lunch and all you teachers out there that are listening, if you know, a teacher uh, are married to a teacher, um, teachers, like, I mean, now we get like a 30 minute lunch hour because it's mandatory anyways, in Alberta, it changed. But there was a point where I was getting like a 22 minute lunch mm. where by the time you left the kids and got to lunch and sat down and got back in time, it was like, I don't know, 15 minutes. So for me to have the opportunity in the middle of the day 
to shift around my working hours at home to teach online and do what I needed to do, I was able to go live on these calls. And in these calls and be in these conversations, Christina was one of the speakers. And I watched her call three times. Her energy and what she talked about, I'm like, I love that energy. So I reached out to her and I was like, I listened to your call three times. Like, it was incredible. You're amazing. I love your energy. Um, Like, I want more of that. So I actually started doing one-on-one coaching for a few months before her mastermind started. And immediately I'm like, okay, like sign me up. I didn't even know how much it was. I'm like, sign me up for the coaching. And she goes, yeah, I have a mastermind coming. Sign me up for that too. And then I was just like, sign me up for it all. Like, I just love this, this energy. And so that is kind of what I was looking for. I didn't even know what it was. The energy felt so good. And it felt like that's where I could grow and evolve and hang around with people that were having the same conversations and talking about the same topics and their mindset was in the same place as mine, just ready to grow and evolve and, and stretch ourselves. So there was, it wasn't really anything specific Mm -hmm. that I was looking for. I didn't think, but I guess, I guess that it would be that it would be like Mike, like-minded women, um, to, to be in my tribe because I mean, I have the most incredible friends and like, I love them dearly and I have different conversations with them. And so I was, when I got into the group and got to meet all these other women from around the world, Mm -hmm. it was so fulfilling and I just loved it. So yeah, just that energy, the conversations, the connections, I just wanted to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, no. I, and that's, like I said, that's exactly, you know, being in those rooms, right. And they, they always say you need to get in the rooms where the people are doing the things that you want to do that are thinking the way that you want to think, um, in order to really, really step into your zone of genius, which clearly you've done with your podcast, which is absolutely amazing. And so being that in, um, the teaching aspect of things, I know at one point through your story is that you, you left teaching to try something else. And what was it that, was there something um, inside of you? Like, what is it that you followed in order to make that shift? Because it's it's hard giving up a state, a solid career, steady pay. And so a lot of people would consider that pretty risky to do. So what is that? Or what was that at the time for you? Yeah, so... I used to say to myself, like one day, one day I'll do this. One day I'll do this. One, it was always one day we'll move to BC. Mm-hmm. And we all like BC was every year we go there for a summer vacation. My in-laws live there. And every time we hit like the mountains and the, the forest, my body, it felt like I was home. Yeah. It just, we loved BC for like, I love all seasons. So it's still all seasons, love the mountains, love the lakes, love the outdoor accessibility. So we just always wanted to be there. So I I find myself saying like one day, one day, or in my next life, like Mm. I'd walk and peruse these neighborhoods and be like, what do these people do? There's a lot of really nice homes around here. There's a lot of people going on some really great vacations. There's some really nice cars, like what do these people do? And I would just always say like in my next life. And then, so me and my husband, I don't even know how it started. We're like, okay, 
this, this is it too. So a girl that I worked with when I would talk about moving to BC, she was like, you know what? Just wait 30 years until you retire. And then when you retire, go to BC. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds absurd. Why would I wait my whole entire life to live the life that I want to live? And what if I don't even make it 30 years? Like, I just was like, what? I have to wait 30 years to live the life I want to? So then one day my husband and I were like, okay, like we, we just got to do it. Like one day is never going to come. We just have to do it. So yeah, I did. I had a permanent teaching position, which can be really hard to get. I mean, if I wanted to stay with the same district, I was guaranteed a job till retirement, had benefits, had security, and I'd have a nice little pension and that's all great. Right. Yeah. But we decided, okay, we have to, we have to just make this happen. So I resigned from teaching. And then we decided the summer that we went, we always go down to the shoe shop in BC. We're going to go. And we put the house up for sale. And my son and I, we're going to stay in BC. And when my husband, um, when our house sold that was on the market, he would come and join us. So we put the house for sale, me and my little guy, we ended up renting. My mother-in-law had a suite, uh, like down the block from her house was like a 500 square foot, like basement suite. And we just packed our lives there. I'm like, okay, we, we did it. We're moving to VC. (laughs) And then let me tell you, (laughs) it didn't last very long. Spoiler alert. I'm not in VC right now. So we went to BC and I thought, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I loved connection. I knew I loved connecting with women. And I'd been to like a sign workshop where you make home decor signs and you like hang out with other women and you just all connect and do something for yourself. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring women together and we're going to make signs and it's going to be this great thing. So I also was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to get obviously a job. Maybe I'll start subbing. Maybe I'll work wherever until I kind of figure out the sign thing or or whatever I'm going to do. So I applied for probably not exaggerating 100 jobs. Oh my gosh. And I got one job for one night working the election. That is it. One job. And I'm thinking, like, I have skills. I served for like 10 years. I worked in retail. I was a top seven sales associate in Canada when I worked in retail. I taught for seven years. Like, I got some skills. Like, and I wasn't even being picky. I'm like, I'll work wherever. I applied at every, anything that you could probably say right now, I have applied for it all. I didn't even care. And those poor businesses, they should have hired me. Cause even if I only worked there for six months, I would have been their best employee <laughs> for those six months. Like when I work, I, I work really hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't get a job. And so during that time, like I signed up my son for 
childcare because I obviously I'm getting a job. So he, I drop him off in the morning, apply for about a million jobs every day. And then the, on the side, I was creating the sign business. I'm like, right. I'm, we're going to do this sign thing. So I probably in, in, in the short time there, like the few months, probably spent about $10,000 I'd say on paint and wood and a logo and a stand to look everything because I was just going to do it. So, I mean, I was pretty resourceful in those few months and created beautiful signs. And then I put on, it's so funny. I put on a sign workshop the day before we moved back and I got all the food, the spread, and I set everything up. And then I realized, huh, I didn't like that. I don't like this after I put all that time to it because we were doing these signs that you had to stencil. So everybody was so focused on stenciling that there was no like really conversations because you had to be so focused making these signs. Plus I was a paint slayer, just like slaying paint. And then nobody listened to the way that I'm telling them to like, okay, this is how you do it. Don't put it. And and nobody's listening (laughs) and I'm slaying paint and it's not even connection. Like this thing that I thought, I'm like, oh, I don't even love this. Mm. So yeah, I tried that. And so how did and... that, how did that feel? I just want to stop you there because now you've got your dream. You've moved out West and you're almost like forcing it now to make it work. Right. And, and mm-hmm. so you knew you, and you just said, you knew I didn't even like this anymore. How did you leading up to that? Were you noticing the signs in your own body and knowing, like, did you know deep down that this really wasn't, or wasn't until that moment where you're like, shit, this isn't what I want to do. Like, was there something I didn't know. No way. I didn't know. No. Here's the thing that got me through all of this. So here, here I am in another city and I have no friends there and I have family there, but it's different than having your friends Mm -hmm. and I'm living in BC and I'm not getting a job. And I still have all the exact same bills that I have back home because I still have a mortgage. Our house hasn't sold. I'm still putting my child in daycare. I have zero income. Plus we're spending money on this, this, um, suite that we're renting. Plus I'm spending all of this money trying to create this sign business that I don't even love. Um, but through all of it, there's a couple, there's so many lessons that I walked away with. This was the best experience. Um, one thing was I found time for myself, Mm. my husband, he works shift work. Um, he worked 56, 10 and six. So I always found, I never really had a big tribe of people to help me with my little guy. Um, and my husband worked a lot, so I couldn't join like a weekly yoga class and make it there every week. I couldn't join the different things because I just never had help. Maybe I could have, if I asked more, I'm not sure. I felt like I did and it just never worked out. So when I got there and every day I dropped my son off and he would go to his daycare, my mother-in-law, she was doing yoga 
And she would do yoga three times a week. And she's like, you know what? Come join me for yoga in the morning. Mm -hmm. So the studio down there, and this is funny, this was on my vision board, was was yoga with mountains. Uh, The yoga studio that my mother-in-law went to had a mountain view. So we went and I did yoga and I went every day. I went five days a week. I dropped my son off. I'd go to yoga and then I'd go apply for the jobs, create this side business on the side. And I finally found time for myself. Mm. And that yoga was so grounding for me. And it really kept my mind in a good place. And I decided because I believe in the power of gratitude. I practice gratitude that I just, in the back of my mind, I I knew everything would be okay. If we, Mm. I I just, I just knew it would all be okay. Even if like everything was thrown in the garbage and burnt on fire, I just knew everything's going to be okay. It doesn't matter what happens. So while I was there, I still went on little adventures with my sister-in-laws and we explored around the city. I had $0 and I was still racking the credit card at the local places downtown to have a soup and a coffee and enjoy. I would still walk along the river. I'd look in all the little shops and just like peruse because I love doing that. So I would set myself up to just enjoy each day, even though it was very hard, very lonely Um, like you said, like I just kept trying everything and it was just resistance and nothing was happening. I finally, like my mother-in-law, I don't know to this point, I've been with my husband for 16 years. I don't know if we'd ever really had one-on-one time because we have three sons and it was either my husband was there, our sons were there other people were there. So like, this was the first time that my mother-in-law and me, like we'd go to yoga every day. We'd have coffee at our house and tea. And it was like, she finally really got to know who I was. I felt Mm -hmm. like it's like, you know, when there's all these other people around and you're just kind of like not really going deep or talking or, you know, it's at different events. It's sometimes hard. So I feel like my mother-in-law really got to know who I was, which was so lovely. And I just always look for the silver lining. I always looked for the good, even though it was so freaking hard. Yeah. At the time I was just like, I'm just going to make, I, I didn't realize that it was all not working out for me for a reason, which there was a reason it all wasn't working out. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why? I I have skills. I can't get a job. I'm doing this. I'm, and, um, yeah, I even signed up for yoga for a year at that studio because I thought I was moving there. I joined the year. And after the the three months that I lived there, um, I ended up gifting it to someone else that wrote a story about why they would love this yoga. I'm like, I have this membership I'm paying for every month. Like, I I guess I'll gift it to someone because I truly thought like, this, this was my new home. I truly thought that, but it didn't work out for a reason. That's for sure. Yeah. I think there's so many lessons, like you just said, right. But it's also at the time you're, you're pushing and it's almost like, you're right. Why isn't this working? And like you said, there was just something in your knowing though. Right. And that's what I actually wanted to know is like, where is faith and trust 
in knowing that everything is always working out for you is one of the biggest things in enjoying your life, right? And so you mentioned that. And where do you, where, where did that come from, from you, that deep knowing? Because you're like, gratitude for sure, right? Just knowing. But it's like some people would have just literally threw in the towel and said, screw this. Let's go back within probably after the first, you know, 50 job applications. But even though you weren't get anywhere, you still had that knowing. And like, I just, not very many people have that, Candace, to know that it's all working out regardless. I'm going to enjoy the journey while I'm here. So is there some, like, I just, I find it so fascinating because like I said, it's a shift in mindset. It's a shift in for a lot of people to get to that point, but it seems like you've always had that. Gosh, I don't even know where that comes from. I think that it is from the, I feel like it is partly from the gratitude because when you are looking for the good in every day, even on the hard days, and I just want to put this out there. I have lived through a lot of hard days. I am human like everybody else. My life isn't sunshine and rainbows every day, although I can find sunshine and rainbows in every day. So when you look for the gratitude, you, you just, you start to shift your mindset that when you're going through, like life is full of ups and downs and it always will be. And sometimes when we are in like the really hard stuff, We just want to be like, when this is over, things are going to be better. I just got to make it through this and then I can be happy again. It's going to, you know, and it's like, there's a lot of ups and downs in lives in your life. So you have to really, um, look for the good in the day to day because you need to live every single day. And you need to find the joy in every single day, even in the hard days, because it's all part of the journey. And sometimes, you know, people have these goals, which I think absolutely have your goals, have this vision and here's like the mountain. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, when I get to the top of the mountain, then it's going to be amazing. And you know what? Yeah, it can be. Mm -hmm. And then it can last for like a whole, like, 10 minutes, maybe a day, maybe two days, and then it's to the next thing. So you need to enjoy the journey as you get there in the every day. So I think that's what's allowed me, you know, I went through some hard things and I think I've just kind of from, from focusing on the gratitude. And I mean, I give myself permission to, to feel the feels, you know, Mm. but I still also, look for the good. So although, you know, I was lonely, I didn't have my friends around. I wanted to work. I couldn't find a job. I had $0 and was racking the credit card because I was going to do this sign business. And then I also wanted to live. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm not going for coffee because I have $0 and zero income. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I still have to go for a coffee and enjoy the day or, or whatever it is. Right. So I feel like when you start to make that shift and you start to look for the gratitude in every day, then when you're going through the hard stuff, Mm -hmm. although it's still hard, it's, it's easier when you do that. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, for me as well, a gratitude is same thing, right? The sun's always shining. Sometimes it's just behind the clouds and it is really, 
I think why we're here to share that with people, to remind them. And I know that is definitely one of your amazing gifts is that every day you get to tell people to think of that and look at the gratitude and look at the silver linings in their life, because it is hard. And a lot of people, especially over the last couple of years, so much hardship, but one day at a time and finding the gratitude every day is amazing. Um, One thing I just wanted to step back into was that taking the risk, you know, taking this risk away from a steady, you know, the pension. um, And there is that saying, right. It's like, you know, why are we, why are we waiting to live our lives in 30 years? And believe me as a police officer, right. You get into a career, the pension is there. And it's like, there's this fear of leaving that security of a pension and a, and a constant salary. And so when you did that, you, you knew though, at, at the end of the day, it was, it was going to be fine, but what are you like treading into the unknown, right? This is the biggest thing because people live in fear of, I don't know what's out there. Right. And they'd rather stay in their comfy pajamas in their home. And so what, what do you say to people who really feel that urge and that, that, knowing that they need to do something different, but that it's really, really freaking scary. How do you, what would you say to them when it comes to that? Because it's hard. Like it's really hard to step outside that comfort zone. Absolutely. Excuse me. And I totally get it. And this is what I would say, be scared and do it anyways, because if it's something that's in your heart if it's something that keeps pulling at you, keeps tugging at you, you just have to live the life that you want to now. And what I've learned from this journey, like I went on this journey, I went, when you go forward, you figure out, okay, actually, no, that's not what I want to do. But then you try something else. Oh, I kind of like that. And you figure it out. Like you have to actually take some action to figure out because some people have these like, dreams or this vision for their life. And then they actually do it like I did with the sign business. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that. So you have to try it because maybe it's something that you don't even like, but then it will lead you to the next breadcrumb or the next breadcrumb where you'll get closer and closer and closer. And I totally get, it's terrifying. It's scary when you're, when you're like, so in that comfort, but to sit in that, like, you know, if you're listening and you know, you can feel it in your body. If you are not aligned, if you are unhappy, you can feel that other people can feel that. So, you know, I, I don't think you have to put the house up for sale, resign from your position and move provinces. You don't have to do it the way that I did it. I just jumped in the deep end and I knew I was going to figure out, figure it out. You don't have to do that. You can, I don't know, try putting on like a little course, something that you love. If you love painting, hold like a painting class. If you love to do meditations, maybe invite people out to, to meditate outside and see how it feels. Do you like it? Do you not? Like you can start small and you can slowly shift and you can, this is what I've heard lately. Like be so grateful for what you have now that it is providing you 
the stability to then dabble in other things. But Mm. I don't know when you really think about life and, you know, as far as we know, we have this one life on earth, who knows if there's more, but I think anything is possible. Absolutely. Anything is possible. Pigs can fly, watch the Doritos commercial. (laughs) There's been a man on the moon and there's the internet. And if all of those things are possible, that any dream that you have inside of you, like that's absolutely possible. There's people going to be flying out to space, Space, like regular people flying into space. So like anything that you, if you compare your dream to some of those things, then it's all possible, but you just have to take the action, do the work, heal whatever needs to be healed. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Heal anything inside that needs to be healed. So you, you can move forward and you can make a change and you can love your life. Uh, you can love it today, even if you're yeah. not in the place that you want to be. I still want to be doing other things. I'm still having these goals and this vision here, but I'm still loving my journey along the way because yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned vision, a vision board and how, you know, you went to this yoga place and it's this view of the mountains. And so maybe you can talk about that for a minute about how you set, um, because I know you hosted uh, the Rocky mountain uh, retreat this past spring, I think it was in Jasper, which was amazing. And how you had that, I know, I, I remember when we first met that you had that on your vision board and, and then it happened. And so people like, we're going to like manifestation takes inspired action, but you have to have something to set your eyes on. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about how you manifested that and, and how you set up your goal and your vision board. Yeah, I love, I've been vision boarding for a long time and I love it. And the things that I've manifested into my life through this vision board, it's insane. And honestly, COVID is one of them. And something that I had on my vision board was I was, I think I was even in Kamloops. So that's where I moved and we moved back. And here's the thing. We moved back our house. We we'd have to renew it again. And me and my husband are like, well, you're not getting any jobs. Um, We haven't sold the house. Maybe it's time to move back. And my girlfriend, when I first moved, she's like, what's the worst that could happen? You could move back. And I thought, yeah, that's the worst. And it was the best thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And on my vision board was actually before it said, lose the crowds. And that's something that just, I I pulled and put on. And I really just want to go inward and, you know, think to myself and reflect and, and just go inward. And then that is shortly after, like we moved back to Grand Prairie in December, January, February, March, COVID. And thank God it did not work out. So I wasn't in a 500 square foot basement suite with no job, with no friends stuck inside during COVID. We moved back to my cozy house. I ended up getting a job as soon as I got back and I was around my friends. So 
with the vision board, I've been doing it for a while. And so kind of how I do it, like I, this is my belief, but other people have different beliefs. I believe it's got to be like tactile. You got to feel it. People do vision boards on their computers, which is cool. But I like the touching, feeling, moving it around. Even if you print stuff off the computer that you're, you're drawn to and then arranging it on the board, seeing, you know, not judging it, like whatever, just you're drawn to. Um, And what it really is, is the feelings that whatever you have on your board bring you, whether it's like calm or excitement or easy breezy, or like you're a boss or whatever it is. So you put whatever it is on your board that you feel called to. And mine, I have my one back there. I've got to update it again. (laughs) Uh, But then like actually being intentional about looking at it. So when it becomes, I don't put any hardware on the back because I feel like it's like my girlfriend at her house, she has the most gorgeous painting and it's behind her table and it's massive. And the first few times I went to her house, I'm like, oh gosh, that's the most beautiful painting I've ever seen. And then about the fifth time that I went to her house, it's like wallpaper. I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you take this same beautiful painting, if she would, if she'd move it to a different wall, then it'd be like, oh my gosh, you'd notice it again. That is the most beautiful painting. So that's what I like to do with my vision board. Sometimes it's behind, beside my bathroom sink. Sometimes it's on my nightside table. Sometimes it's in my kitchen. Sometimes it's in my office. And as soon as I start like not paying attention to it anymore, then I move it and I just look at it and I feel the feelings of what it is that I want to feel. And yeah. And then just imagine like the feelings in my body. And I mean, I've manifested a trip to Hawaii. I've like the the heart and soul. It was called heart and soul custom creations, this business. Um, There's been the, the retreat, I put on a retreat, there was, I thought was going to be a retreat for me putting on, because sometimes you think like, this is what it's going to be, but be open to all the possibilities. And one of them was the mastermind. It was the circle of women. And I thought, oh, this is the retreat. And this is how I want to feel. And it's like, no, that's actually the mastermind that came in my life. So yeah, putting out all that you want in the universe, because what you focus on, you will find. And just tying back to the gratitude, if you focus on the good, you'll find the good. If you focus on that, like think of going into any staff room and one person starts talking negatively, then you're like, oh, and then you add to it and other people add to it. And it's like, oh gosh, before you know it, it's like a negativity. And with the gratitude, like if you're focusing on the positive, then you're just going to find more and more of it. So with the vision board, it's like what you focus on, you will find. And some of that, like, I'm so excited for, for what's on my board now. Cause there's, there's one thing I just have to read it to you. Yeah. Um, Adventures. This it says adventures, this epic usually involve a wizard or some sort of ring. So I'm like, what is this adventure going to be? Maybe it's going to be in one I'm going to a Kathy Heller live event. I feel like that's going to be the most amazing, epic adventure. Maybe it's something even more epic or something that I haven't even thought of. And I put up, I put that up there 
I don't know, months ago before I even knew about this event. So it's like, is that going to be it? So I'm just so excited for all the stuff that I've got on there now because I have a book and this is what I do too. After a while, I take a look through it and I'm like, hmm, looking at all the things, how did that, has that showed up in my life? Has that showed up in my life? Mm. And think about how it has. And then I pull it down and I put it in a book and I write it. I write about it, how it's shown up. So I have a whole book full of all of the things that I've manifested. That is amazing. I've never actually heard of someone doing the after part of that. That is very, very cool. Very cool idea. Yes. I've, I've got, I have my actually to upgrade as well. And my, my, my vision board. But, um, I think the, is that, was the podcast, your podcast ever on your vision board? Tell me about how that came about the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look back and see if I wrote about it. I'm like, was the (laughs) podcast on there? I don't, I don't know. I can't even remember because I have so many things in the book, but I'm going to go back and look after, but the podcast. Okay. This is the most amazing thing about COVID too. And I completely want to honor that some people had a very, very, very hard, difficult, traumatic lives. Lives were lost. Jobs were lost like livelihoods. I want to honor that because I know that that's that. And um, so for me, I was back you know, it was a really good time for me. I got back to Grand Prairie. I got a job. I ended up finding this inner circle. And then I ended up hiring Christina. And then through our conversations, we had many conversations about things that I I liked, was interested in. And through that, she said, would you ever, did you ever consider starting a podcast? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't, but yeah, I, I love talking to people. I love going deep. I love connection. Um, so yeah, I think it would be something that I would, I would really love. So then, yeah, I just decided and see, here's the thing with COVID. Like originally I'd be like, how would I ever, I'd have to rent out a studio, get microphones, fly in guests from around the world. How do you even do that? So since people were Zoom rooming and connecting, it was like, cool, I can do a podcast because I have this spare room that I can make into an office and, and I can interview people from all around the world and not have to pay for them to fly in and get a little office and, and all these things that maybe I'd think, Oh, I, c- I can't do it because of this. So it was like, yeah, I could. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Amazing. And yeah. here's the best thing ever my, um, and I realized this after my values. So here are my like top five values, gratitude, quality over quantity, Mm. connection, evolution and growth and authenticity. And from doing the podcast, I get to evolve and grow. Every time that I speak to someone, I I'm evolving. 
I'm listening to a different perspective. I'm hearing this wisdom. I'm thinking about the world differently. I get to ask these questions to these amazing people that have these stories. So it is, it's about connection. I'm like, it hits on my core values doing the podcast. So yeah, I, I thought about that after I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I always have to do this because this is my evolution and growth. And yeah. when I record the podcast, this is just my ritual. I record and ask the questions and I'm the interviewer. But then on the day that the person's podcast launches every Tuesday, I listen as a listener because you're in a different mind, mind frame. And I listen to it so I can continue to hmm, think about it and it's not like in the moment, it's a, it's a different, um, it's different when you're yeah. interviewing rather than just listing. So yeah, I always listen to it and then get these t- takeaways and these ahas and these different perspe- perspectives and different shifts in my thinking. And yeah, it's such a, well, such a beautiful gift in my life. I've connected with the most incredible people around yeah. the globe. And yeah, it's something that just like it lights me up. It is so exciting. And I love that through the podcast, what I love to do, I want people to live in the moment, live their life. Now I want to inspire them to live their best life. So I'm doing that through Mm -hmm. the podcast by sharing these, these stories. Yeah, absolutely. You are. And I I was just going to, you sort of answered my next question, which was what is the biggest shift that you've seen in yourself? over it's been over a year now with the podcast so what is it that if you can look backwards which you know we should really not do that other than to really to see how far we've come but what is the biggest shift that you've seen in yourself um i i think that i'm just like continuing to grow and evolve and you know nothing is is stagnant I mean, you can sit in the mud for a while and like not do anything, but through the podcast, it's just continued to maybe accelerate my growth faster than if not having all these conversations because I'm constantly, constantly in them. So you know how sometimes you get to the, a point where you're like, oh, you're just kind of stuck and mm-hmm. you're just I don't know, in this lull or And I mean, in other areas, for sure, I'm in that, especially even right now, but with my um, mindset and evolution and growth and in my dreams and my vision of what's next, it's, it's just endless. And I feel like it just keeps me moving forward. Maybe that's it. It's keeping me on this forward path where I'm just making these incredible connections, having these great conversations And I think it's just leading to the next best thing. And there's, it just keeps coming. So I think maybe that's Mm. what it's been. Yeah. And you know, like for me, this, this podcast is really here and I, I hope to inspire. And I know that this conversation will to really allow people to sort of step into that unknown like you did, but also do it in full alignment, right? And doing that and what you're talking about with this evolution and growth is that you're doing it though in such a way that it feels good and that you're, and if it doesn't, you just pick a different path and you're going to keep growing and keep evolving and to be able to shift in to the new version of you 
in, in a fully aligned manner, right? Whether it is a small shift or a big shift, like burning the bridges and, and moving across the country. For some people, that's what the shift has to be, but it can be simply starting a gratitude practice as well, knowing that you can weave it in to find what feels good. And I think that you've definitely got that in every step that you're taking. And, you know, if I could go back and tell my like year ago or two year ago self, maybe I would say, um, listen to the, this, the small voice inside of you, listen to the whispers, listen to your intuition. Cause there are some times where I would just try to push and it was getting like the mm-hmm. resistance and I was, I was pushing against it. And there is time for that for sure. Where you're like, no, 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 I'm just going to keep going and pushing through but it feels like, like it's right. But it's like, maybe I would tell myself, okay, like really sit with this. How does this really feel? And maybe listen to that a little bit more. Cause I feel like there were points for sure along the journey where I wasn't aligned. And when you aren't in alignment, then you can't move to the next level. I feel like that maybe is one of the the best things that you can do for yourself because when you're fully aligned and when your energy and your vibration is higher, I heard this the other day and it's the most amazing um, quote. And I know the girl's name's Jenny and I can't remember her last name. She was on Kathy's podcast and she said something along the lines is the blessings are there. They're just waiting for you to get aligned. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get aligned, they're dropping in. So it's like all, all the blessings that you can absolutely think of, everything is out there. But until you are in alignment, and I feel like gratitude does this, get, mm-hmm. get, start doing gratitude, meditate, do these things that will get you aligned, start living joyfully every day, start enjoying the journey. Because when you do, then all the blessings that are just waiting for you to get aligned are are there and they'll, then they start dropping in front of you and they just keep leading you forward. So Yeah. yeah, I feel like alignment is so key. Yeah. And I, and I've felt that myself too, right? There's things that I have definitely over the last couple of years have you know, gone one way and it seems like total resistance. And then you sort of do something else. So this feels better. And yet still part of me is like, but if I don't complete what I've started, what are people going to think? And it's like letting go of those, you know, she started this and now she's doing this, but it's like, no, it's following the flow of what feels good and letting go of all those limiting beliefs or whatever society tells you when you're, you know, you don't, finish what you've started, but you've got to trust and know that the time is right to move on to the next thing. So what are you really, right? What are you really excited about right now, Candice? Like, what is it on your vision board? I know you mentioned Kathy Heller's um, uh, event in October, but what other, what other thing is you've got sort of, sort of brewing right now that you're really excited about? Gosh, what is exciting for me? Okay, this is exciting. This might sound kind of funny. I am so excited for what is to come and it's unknown and I don't know, but I just know inside of me that there's there's like this magic that's coming to me. I have been consistent. 
I have put in the time. I am showing up as myself. I am doing what feels good to me. I'm not here to please everybody else anymore. And I was the biggest people pleaser and the peace provider. And I did what everybody else wanted me to do. And that's not their fault. That's my own thing. But I've really broken away from that where I'm like, it's not my job to explain it. Everybody's not going to get it, but, but that's fine. And so I just feel like I'm so aligned. I'm so open and I'm just so ready for the next opportunity, the next blessing that is like right around the corner to present itself because I don't know. I just, I'm just so ready for it. So that's what I'm really excited about. I don't even know what it is, but I'm just like, yes, I'm ready. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait to like tell everybody like what it is when it happens. And that's what I love the most is that you're, you can drop into that feeling of being okay with the unknown because again, right. People want to stay in their comfort zone. And that's what I love that you're putting out in the world is that it's okay to step into something you don't know what's happening and, but knowing that it's going to be freaking amazing. Right. I think that is absolutely amazing. Yes. Too. So, oh my goodness. And I just like, I'm so grateful that our paths have connected and that really like seeing you do your podcast um, for everybody out there listening, it's called all things relatable. You should definitely go subscribe and listen um, because there's some amazing stories in there from people and your own personal um, solo episodes are amazing too, because I, I just love listening to you share what, you know, what you're learning as you grow and evolve. And I've been inspired, um, with my gratitude practice and, and providing, um, that out to people because it is so important. So where can people find you, Candace? How can they, you know, learn about the gratitude that you have in your life? Where can they, all the things. Um, I would say the best place is Instagram. I am the most learning to be techie person. So <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Candace Danielle Dunaway. And I feel like if you go there, check out my posts and you kind of get to know who I am. I feel like, yeah. um, and then the podcast obviously comes out every Tuesday called all things relatable. So it's everywhere. Um, and if you love the podcast or an episode, I might ask for you because it's a free lesson where you can, you know, learn and grow and evolve and is to text it to someone to actually click the three buttons, hit copy, text it to your far off relative in another country, text it to your friends, text it to someone who you think is going to resonate and it's going to change their life because that is how it grows and, and shares it. If you actually text it, they can click the link and it's like a ripple effect because when one person listens Mm -hmm. and one person has even the most subtle change that affects the people around them. And that's what I want. I want people to live their best life now. So check out the podcast, check out me on Instagram. Um, Yeah. Send a DM if you want and say hello. And yeah, I'd love to connect. Awesome. Amazing. Well, again, I am super grateful for you taking out the time today to chat And everybody, if you have loved this episode as much as I have, because I love talking to Candice, please subscribe, but also share, as Candice just said, um, to someone that, you know, just needs a little bit 
of more gratitude in their life and to be able to find the silver linings. And of course, all Candice's uh, links will be in the show notes. So thank you again, Candice. And um, I know that I will be, of course, catching up on the latest episodes of All Things Relatable. Thank you. So much love to you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lyanne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.